Welcome back to Dirty Briefs. And you might be thinking, wow, Alex, you look super healthy. You sound very healthy, even though your voice still sounds like a cement mixer crushing up pieces of gravel. Still, I am energetic. I am illuminated. And that is because it has been officially one year since I was told that I have stage three Hodgkin's lymphoma. I was on the road this past weekend in Phoenix, Arizona. Amazing shows. Sold a couple of them out. Thank you so much to the people that came out to Stir Crazy Comedy Club. And I realized, holy shit, I got diagnosed one year ago today. And on this day, I released a YouTube video saying, hey, I have cancer. And I didn't know what else to do other than just tell the world. One of the reasons why I was transparent about my cancer, because I thought about not telling anybody. I thought about, well, I could just kind of keep this one to myself and just push on. Nobody needs to know what I'm going through. But then I thought about the moments where I wouldn't be feeling my best, when I wouldn't be the most Alex Hooper Alex Hooper can be. And I didn't want people going, hey, are you feeling all right? You seem a little absent. You seem a little tired. I didn't want that to happen because I didn't want to have to explain anything to everyone. So I made this YouTube video basically just putting out all my thoughts about how, please don't worry about me. I'm going to beat this thing and it's going to be great for my career, which I still believe it will be great for my career. As I keep going, you got to be patient. Things are already in motion. The wheels are spinning. This past year has been difficult to say the least. It's been trying. There were parts of me that wanted to give up so many times. I mean, those 33 days in the hospital were awful. There were multiple times when I wanted to pay the check on my life, but that's not who I am. It's not because it's not about what happens to you. It's about how you react to the situation. And I told myself when I got it, I went back and watched that YouTube video. I say that I'm going to beat this cancer. So I couldn't give up because then I would have been lying to myself. So I kept going. I did everything I could to get myself back to a healthy version. I bounced back. As soon as I could, I started writing every single day. And I mean, morning pages are filled with positive affirmations, goals, sometimes just silly musings. Even if it was just, what did you do the day before? What are you going to do today? How are you going to fill your time? How are you not going to let these terrible negative thoughts control the better part of your brain? I had to get myself into a healthy routine, into a schedule. I mean, when I was doing physical therapy, 
I woke up every morning because the physical therapist and occupational therapist would come to my house each time, twice a week. So I was seeing them a total of four times a week. And that was when I was out of the hospital and back in my apartment. When I was in the hospital, I was seeing both of them a total of three hours a day. But back in my apartment, it was a couple hours a week. But on my own, I woke up every morning and the very first thing I did was physical therapy longer than they told me to do it for. The way I got through it was I would put on an album. Like I listened to an album front to back and an album that I hadn't heard in a while. A lot of things that I, from my past, that things I got nostalgic over and it was really beautiful to be like, yeah, Let's listen to What's the Story, Morning Glory by Oasis, because I haven't listened to that full album since I was 16 years old. Sure, let's listen to a Metric album. Let's listen to a Green Day album. Let's listen to an LCD sound system. Whatever it was, I'm listening to albums as they are meant to be listened to. And I would just do my exercises 30 minutes every single morning. On top of that, I never stopped making jokes this whole time. Even when I was at my absolute lowest point, I was still cracking jokes. I made fun of cancer every step of the way, which I was doing that for myself. I was doing that to alleviate my own fears. But in doing so, what it did is it also brought levity to my wife, to my family, to my friends, even my pugs loved making cancer jokes. My One of my pugs, Carlton, he had this habit of sleeping on my neck. He would go and just put, whenever I crawled into bed, he would go and just lay down on my neck where my lymph nodes were the most swollen. And it's, I don't know if he knew or not. I mean, we kind of have, dogs have that sixth sense to them that you think they know things that maybe we don't even know. Maybe he knew that that's what I needed. Just a little fur sack, a 20 pound little weight just laying right here on my neck. I made fun of cancer every step of, the, step of the way. I did comedy with a fucking pick line in my arm. That was insane. I remember one time an audience member was being a little unruly because he was drunk and I held it up to him like I was Spider-Man. I said, sir, I will shoot cancer directly into you if you don't shut the fuck up. Gnarly. That's crazy experience for an audience to watch someone who is actively going through cancer treatments be in front of them, telling jokes about it. I had to learn a lot over this past year. I had to learn how to let people in. Not that I wasn't good at that before, but I never liked when people had to help me. I a person who likes to take care of everything themselves. And I knew it was time to really allow people to help me. One of my favorite people in the world, my best friends from forever since high school, Alison Trumbull, she told me when people say anything I can do for you, they want to do something. So give them anything, even if it's, hey, can you Google Airbnbs in Ojai and just see what a weekend rate is like right now? Sure, I will gladly do that. Hey, can you pick up dog food for me? Sure, I will gladly do that. Hey, can you not call me for a few days? Even that is something they'll be glad to do. They want to know that they help because it's also helping them to know that they helped you. I didn't want to do a GoFundMe. I didn't. I was a stand. I was just like staunch, like, no, don't want to do it. But my wife's sister-in-law told me, 
that when a member of a community is sick, the others step up and they help that member. And I'm the sick person right now. So I did. It was scary for me. Releasing that YouTube video was scary for me. I remember I shoved my computer away after I made it and uploaded it. And I didn't look at it for three hours. And I kept thinking, was that the right move? Why did I just tell everyone that? My wife said, Alex, if it, is, if it was a bad idea, I wouldn't have let you do it. And she let me do it. So she's pretty smart about that stuff. And sure enough, when I opened my, opened my computer a few hours later, I had hundreds of messages wishing me the best, telling me that I'm going to get through this. The GoFundMe really helped a lot because it allowed me to relax a little bit. It paid some of my doctor's expenses and things like that, but mostly it allowed me to not have to rush back to work. I went back slowly. I've said it before. My mantra this year is be the tortoise. Stop and smell the roses. You're still going to win the race. Be methodical. Go at your own pace. And now I can honestly say I might be the healthiest version of myself I have ever been. I have energy again. I am exercising almost daily. I'm back on the slack line. I'm back on the tennis court, just smashing balls into my opponent's faces. I feel great. And part of that is I haven't drank in four months. I haven't smoked pot in over two months. I got to do an episode about that soon because, whoa, when I hit three months, I mean, that was my goal the whole time was I got to make sure I go at least three months. And I don't know. Have you ever macro dosed reality felt everything? It's a lot. It is a lot, but I'm happy to be doing it because I had to make changes while I'm in this transitional period. I don't, I'm not afraid that I'm going to fall back into some cancer hole, but I do want to make sure that I treat my body and my mind as well as I can moving forward because I want to be the best version of myself. And I got to tell you this right now, I have been back on the road and shows have been really great, really great. This material is so challenging. And I tell people, look, I know it's Saturday night. You got a babysitter. You're on a date night. You probably want to fuck later. And now I'm telling you all about the horrors of cancer and sepsis. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm doing it because I understand how helpful it can be moving forward. I understand that even if you don't understand why I'm doing this right now, there will be a day when this really helps guide you through a similar situation. I never hope you're going to find yourself in that one, but I also know you will because cancer is ubiquitous. It happens to everybody. And when I say that, it doesn't mean you're going to get it, but somebody very close to you will get it. No one is immune from a disease like cancer. It does affect everybody. So when I'm back out there, just know I'm making these shows silly. I'm making them fun. I am going out there with all the gusto that I can to provide you with an hour of fun-filled laughter, even though we are talking about one of the darkest subjects I have ever encroached in my comedy. But it's healing. I know it is. Because people keep telling me on the road how much it means to them that I'm talking about it. I've had some crazy experiences 
people that actively have cancer in the crowd, me doing crowd work with them. Do you know what that means to myself as well as them? That's the connection we're looking for in stand-up comedy. So please come see me out there, hoopercomedy.com. Uh, this week or this Friday, I'm going to be in Palm Springs at Agua Caliente. And then I'm going to be in New York. Yeah, I'm going to New York for a week. So uh, I haven't been to New York in a few years. I'm only doing guest spots, no headlining shows. I'm going there for a different reason that I will talk about very soon. I'm excited about it. But I will be doing guest spots. So come see me if you're in New York. Look at my schedule at hoopercomedy.com. And of course, follow me on social media at hooperhairpuff. I've been going viral on Reddit a bunch. Does it translate to my Instagram or Twitter? No, it does not. But more people are finding out about who I am every single day. And that's the goal. That's why some of these shows are selling out. I doubled my sales at Hyenas in Dallas and Fort Worth from what I did last year. I sold out two out of the four shows at Phoenix, in Phoenix. Pretty happy about that because pretty soon I'll be selling out more and adding more shows. That's the goal. One year. One year since I got diagnosed. Still only uh, five months since I got my PET scan that said I don't have cancer anymore. It's not a lot of time at all. But look at me, everybody. Look at me. I'll see you all next week. Stay well.